Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community, covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Press This WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. I'm your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. Just a reminder, you can download episodes at webmasterradio.fm forward slash shows forward slash press this. And of course, as always, you can subscribe on iTunes or iHeartRadio. In today's episode, we're going to be interviewing the super smart director of SEO, Carolyn Shelby, uh, with Trunk, and they're a publishing business, including publications like the LA Times, Chicago Tribune, and more. Carolyn, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. And I got to say, I'm really uh, excited to have you on the show. You're a Webmaster Radio uh, veteran, as I understand it. Yeah, it was a long time ago, though. I think we started in like 2006. And you did the uh, the SEO 101 show, if I remember that correctly. Yeah, I think we did it until what, 2009, maybe. So 06 to 09. All right, so a good yeah, long time a couple, there. A couple times a week. Yeah, it was uh, good times. So I got to say on a personal level as well, you know, when I, I do you know public speaking, I know you do as well. We spoke recently together at PubCon, actually, around, around WordPress optimization. And I've actually been an audience member in your sessions before as a, as a salty veteran, like, oh, I know all this stuff. And I remember sitting through yours and just filling up my notepad with tips it was actually a security talk, if I remember correctly, and uh, I just thought that you know you had delivered some really quality content where, where everybody else was kind of checking the 101 boxes. So, so I thought that was really uh, nice, and I kind of wanted to bring that here to the show today. Oh, well, thank you. I really appreciate that. Awesome. Well, in today's episode, everybody, we're going to be talking about ad monetization strategies, the balance of suffering and joy. Now, of course, uh, Carolyn's focus at Tronk, and correct me if I'm wrong, is is really around visibility through search engines. Um, but I thought you had some really interesting perspectives uh, around monetization um, as it relates to WordPress and, and management and all that stuff. But before we dive into that, I'm really kind of curious, you know, I know, I've heard you talk about WordPress and optimization for, I guess, a number of years now. But what was your origin story. How did you get involved with all this WordPress stuff? So I started uh, back up two steps before that. Um, in 1994, 95, I co-founded an internet service provider. So we started out doing like um, Usenet News and point-to-point 
point-to-point uh, -point connections, email, things like that. It wasn't um, it wasn't full internet because the internet really wasn't released to the public yet. In uh, April of '95, the internet became quote-unquote public, and we started offering access to the unfiltered internet. Um, and we didn't have a web page, so I built us a web page. I built a web page for our city. It was actually one of the first city guides on the internet. And as part of building out that city guide, um, you know, WordPress didn't exist. I, at one point, we had to write our own web server because Apache didn't exist yet. Um, but that's how I got building web pages. When I sold the company, they didn't want the city guide that I had been running, so I took that with me. And it was getting to the point, because it was all hand-coded HTML, and it was really difficult to maintain. And I had found a, um, a content management system called uh, Maginel that I was using to run the news section. But it was all very Frankenstein-y. You know, a little bit here, a little bit there, different programs running different things. It was just a mess. So I, you know, WordPress came along eventually, and I went, you know what? I bet I can do all of this stuff inside of WordPress and it will be much easier to manage and, and when I change change the look and feel, I can do it in one fell swoop and it'll be structured data and it'll be magic. And that's kind of how I got into it. It was a it was a big painful conversion to go from the, the Frankenstein that I had been running into WordPress. But once I got into WordPress, it was it made my life a lot easier and it made the, the site rank better. I think I may have had some trade-offs on speed, but it was definitely, it was definitely a great learning experience. And once I got into that, my, I, I became an evangelist because I had clients that I had built websites for. And the clients had no interest in learning HTML. They had no interest in learning how to program. So I would say, guess what? I can put you on this WordPress thing and it's really easy. It's like using Word. Can you use Microsoft Word? Yes, I can. Well, then you can use this. So that was, um, that was really kind of how I went from using it myself and intimately understanding how to make it do what I needed it to do to pushing that on all of my clients because I knew that I didn't want to have to maintain their websites for them See, in terms of fixing spelling mistakes and things yes. like that. And this really empowered them to do that. So your, your, your transition was kind of basically taking this kind of self-built uh, behemoth of, of uh, spaghetti and, and really leveraging the modularity of WordPress to, to make it easier to manage and then also the benefits of the customers. That makes a lot of sense. You know, I ask this question of everybody that's on the show and everybody's got a, a different kind of origin story. Uh, there are some themes, but I, I think this is maybe the first one where you were trying to rescue your own kind of hand-built thing. So um, one, one other kind of quick background question for you. Um, you're with Trunk, and I, I want to make sure I under, I'm representing the business kind of accurately. Um, so tell me a little bit about what you do with Trunk, especially as it relates to WordPress. What, what Trunk's up to, and what, what is a Trunk? Okay. Trunk is our new name. Um, we used to be called Tribune. Uh, people might recognize that. Uh, four years ago, Tribune owned all sorts of TV and radio stations and a bunch of newspapers, right? And then it split, and half the company got newspapers and radios, and they became Tribune Media Company. And then half the company, I guess you'd call it half, got all the newspapers, and they became Tribune Publishing. So my job went with the newspapers because I primarily work on making sure that the websites for the newspapers rank well in Google News and that we continue to make money through organic search traffic on those newspaper websites. Apparently, part of the split included if we wanted to keep using the name Tribune in our name, so Tribune Publishing, 
we had to pay like a royalty to the other half of the company for the privilege of using that name. So after a couple of years, management was like, you know what, let's just come up with something that doesn't technically have the word Tribune in it so we don't we can save this money because, you know, newspapers were not exactly flush of cash anymore. Um, so that's how we became Tronc because the TR is for Tribune, the ON is for online, and the C is for content, and that spells Tronc. So anyway, oh, nice. That's, that's what we do. Um, and we own a bunch of newspapers. So we have dozens and dozens of small suburban newspapers and uh, niche websites, but we our big, our big properties, are, we call them the T10, is uh, the LA Times, the Chicago Tribune, the New York Daily News, so we have one in each of the big, the big cities. Um, then we have the Baltimore Sun, the Hartford Current, the Daily Press, the Morning Call, the Sun Sentinel, the Orlando Sentinel, that's quite a few. Uh, it sounds like you got a pretty big portfolio there. How are you using yeah. WordPress across those properties? We frequently get small projects that it would, all the newspapers are run on a centralized platform, right? Um, so what happens is it can be very difficult to spin up um, very customized, specialized little sections. And when we get special custom things that aren't news so like an event that we're that we're hosting we do um printers row lit fest we do uh there's like a taste of la kind of thing that we do we spin up wordpress sites for those because it's not news we don't want it included in google news and we want something that's much different looking than the actual newspaper is and gives us more flexibility and freedom than the rigid structure of the platform that we run the newspapers on so those those are special events type of, of things or things that are not news by definition. Yeah, that's uh, funny to hear you say that. You know, here at WP Engine, I get exposure to quite a few customers who are also leveraging WordPress in that way. You know, how can we launch new things, creative things that aren't necessarily part of our primary stack, but give us the flexibility um, to leverage, you know, WordPress and the, the velocity there um, uh, and, and, you know, without having to kind of go through the, the rigmarole of going through your normal stack. So um, so that's a good, a good setting, I think. So everyone here, on the show understands kind of how, where you're coming from, what you do at Trunk, and how that maybe ties into their day-to-day lives of optimizing WordPress. And of course, the topic of today's show is ad monetization strategies, um, the balance of suffering and joy. And so what I really want to do is I want to get your thoughts on ad monetization strategies or page speed and, and just general philosophies. Um, uh, but what I want to do is we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. Through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, we can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Email sales at webmasterradio.fm today and get your message delivered now. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. 
TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. All right, everybody, welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. And right before the break, I was getting a little background from Carolyn Shelby at Seashell on Twitter about her history with Trunk, uh, WordPress, and uh, wanted to jump back in now after the break to talk about the main topic of our show, which is ad monetization strategies. So, Carolyn, during our presentation together at PubCon in Vegas a couple months ago, um, somebody raised their hand, and I can't remember the exact question, but it was around page speed and ads. And, you know, we, of course, know page speed is important. It's important to keep visitors from bouncing. And if you're trying to sell people on something to get them to convert. Um, so what should webmasters be considering? What should they do? not do um, when opting page uh, load time uh, in the context of ad units? So we've gotten called out for being exceptionally slow um, with our with our page speeds and we actually have like an entire department that's dedicated to improving the speed of the site and, and working on ad blockers and things like that. Um, when we run page speed tests without ads, we are lightning fast, like grease lightning fast. It's crazy. But then once we start adding in all the ads that we do, and to my chagrin, they keep adding more ads, um, you know, everything drops. And they, we've got some things added in that even keep forcing new ads on you if you leave a page open long enough. There was another lovely, um, lovely test someone did where they left a page open on the LA Times, and it literally pushed like 14 gigabytes of, of ads at them over the course of a few hours. It was, you know, it was eye-opening. I read so, that article, actually, yeah. Yeah, I know, good times, right? Um, yeah. It always makes makes me look forward to driving into work when I see things like that in the morning. Um, anyway, so what what we advise people to do is if you're finding that you've, you're suffering because of the ads that you're you know, you're loading, look at which ads are the ones that are dragging you down and reevaluate your relationship with them. If, if you're not in a position where you can call them up and say, yo, I'm going to drop you if you don't fix this. And as a big advertiser, we, we kind of do have the luxury of that position where we can say to, you know, whatever big company it is that, you know, we've got a relationship with, you're, you're killing us on page speed. You need to fix this or we're going to replace you. If you're a small guy, you probably don't have that option. But what you can do is say, all right, how much money am I making specifically off of this ad unit? How much money am I making specifically off of this particular ad network? 
and drop the ones that are that are hurting you, and then you know test and see how see how much better your page speeds are, and see if that improvement in your page speed is helping your traffic. Because there's there's always a point in time where the the money that you make from the extra ads you put on your page is going to negatively affect your rankings, which will negatively negatively affect your traffic, which will in turn eventually negatively affect the amount of money you make. Um, There's an example that comes to mind of a company that I worked for ages ago that was a medical publisher, and they had at one time been doing $300,000 a month in AdSense, and the AdSense people that they were working with kept saying, oh, put more ads on your page. Well, eventually, the page didn't look like a medical publisher. It looked like a NASCAR. And we started losing out, and we, we lost our number one rankings, and we were losing them to other respected medical publishers because we looked like we were a made for AdSense site, and they didn't. And it was, you know, Google evaluated us on that, and people judged us on that. And we started losing traffic, and as we started losing traffic, it didn't matter how many more ads we put on the page, we were making less money because we had less traffic. So what we did was we put, um, we were doing heat map testing, and I want to say it was with Crazy Egg, and we were looking at what ads people were actually clicking on, where their eyes were going, how far down the page they were going. If the majority of the people aren't going past the, you know, the mid part of the page, why bother putting ads below that? You know, get rid of some of those ads. Make sure that your page doesn't look like it's all NASCAR'd up, because at some point, people wonder, I don't even want to speculate on what people wonder about, but it's, it's, it's it looks bad, you know? Yeah, no, that makes sense. This, this is really interesting. I didn't really think about it in that way. My math wheels are, are instantly turning now. But just to kind of reiterate, complain, um, and you mentioned the size of your company is being influential in these ad networks. I'm guessing if lots of people complain, publishers complain, even, even if you as an individual might not have a mark, as groups, they may have a mark. But I think what I was really curious about was you trying to quantify this ad or this thing makes my page slower and, and that ad, you know, presumably makes me some money, but does it make enough money to justify uh, the potential impact to my income in terms of repeat visitors, time on site, number of pages, because my site slows, you know, somewhere in the middle there, there's an answer to that, right? Um, kind of to kind of get back to the, the title of the show, the balance of suffering and joy, right? Suffering meaning more ad units, joy meaning a faster loading page, that balance, you know, in some level is like, well, I'm going to make the page slower and make more money, but then I'm also going to lose some visitors over that what, what is that happy balance between those two there's there's a there's an equation in there somewhere to find that answer there is an equation someone i think that's going to vary a lot based on your your vertical and the types of ads that you run and how your competitors are doing in terms of speed but you know when you do that um the, the google page speed test and it gives you a grade i know that there are different grades that it gives you because it compares you to, to different websites within your market um if you're in the, the really the really horrible red, right, and it says that you're in the red compared to the majority of the other people that are in, let's say, you know, the beauty school market, whatever that is, if dropping, you know, ad unit, ad, ad network A and ad network B can move you from being in the red to being in the yellow, which maybe isn't green, but it's still not at least red, and then you let that run for a month, check your rankings, see if you've got more traffic, see how that affects everything else. It, the money may not follow immediately, 
But if you improve your rankings, improve your authority, improve your traffic, I think eventually that is going to, you know, manifest itself in an increased amount of money uh, per ad network. Per, I think everything's going to come up. Um, Rising tides raise all ships, right? Yeah. Exactly. So we've talked about, you know, okay, you have these ad units, they're you're misbehaving in a sense, causing slowdowns primarily. Um, you talked about one of the ad units on one of your properties that would just keep reloading ads to the tune of 14 gigs a day, I think was the number. Um, what other behaviors have you seen from um, ad networks or, or just advertisers in general that um, cause publishers headaches? So we actually had a problem the other day where one of the ad networks somehow was feeding us uh, something that would pop up with a, you know, you were the one millionth, one of those pop-up ads that says you're the one millionth user and you've won something and you can't, if you try to click on it to get rid of it, it takes you off the site to a different page and it basically like locks up your browser and you have to exit out of the browser, that kind of like horribleness. Um, We, somebody reported that and then that was like an all hands on deck kind of, oh my God, we got to figure this out thing where we had people drop what they were doing track down which one of the ad networks quote unquote accidentally fed that into us and shut that ad network down until they until they found it and stopped it because people complain about that to, to us and when people complain they complain loudly and on Twitter so it wasn't just it. page load it was actually the behavior of what happened once you engaged with that ad um, so, so it's not just what's happening on your page but it's what's happening for the visitor once they even leave your site yeah yeah, that's, you know, a lot of people just, you know, live with these ads. Oh, it's slow. Oh, it's inefficient. Oh, that behavior afterwards. Who cares about that? Um, and I think it's really, and it, you know, you guys are, I mean, I guess on some level reacting, right? People are complaining and you're doing something about it. Um, but it's it's interesting to see you being defensive in that way of the experience of your visitors, of your users. People people are very judgmental about the experience that they, they get on the newspaper sites. And I know that because of the type of news we do, there are a lot of other sites that have very, very similar stories. So if you look at like what the AP puts out, there'll be on any given topic, eight different stories by eight different publications that are basically kind of the same story, right? So where we make our difference and add our value is, you know, as much as we'd like to think it's our trustworthy name, it's really the experience. We want people to come back and enjoy the experience that they get reading our paper so that they come back to read more news from our paper because they know they're going to like the experience. Um, I love it. I feel like I need to go browse one of your sites now, Carolyn, hearing this focus from you guys. Um, Well, you know, actually, we just switched over to a new content management system. Um, We switched over to ARC, which is uh, made by Washington Post. We just switched over to that on LA Times. So if anyone wants to go look at LA Times, it's going to look markedly different from all of our other properties right now because it's the only one that we've got moved over. I think uh, New York is next. Excellent. Well, this is some interesting stuff. Um, I do have a couple of other follow-up questions, I think, uh, regarding like ad strategies that would be interesting. Um, We're going to do those. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Hello, I'm Hector Elizondo, and I want to talk to you about getting older. My body hurts, my joints ache, and sometimes I forget. I forget that doing all your own scenes for a movie isn't always the best decision, especially when you're galloping high speed on a horse named Archibello. So yes, my body hurts, but it's not because of my age. It's because I'm living my life. Don't let life pass you by. Take care of your brain health. 
It may just help you stay on top of your game. Learn more at brainhealth.gov. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. WebmasterRadio.fm is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Engage with our panel of on-air experts and peers by following us on Facebook, Google+, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on air or on demand from our website or through iTunes, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts. Interact and stay informed. Just search for WebmasterRadio.fm. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on Webmaster Radio. All right, everybody, welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl, and right before the break, we were interviewing Carolyn Shelby of Tronk, and Carolyn, you were digging into all kinds of juicy stuff um, with ad strategy, misbehaving ads, what people can do to uh, address those. But I wanted to kind of shift gears a little bit and ask you about affiliate links. I'm a, I'm a business insider reader. I read it somewhat regularly. And I've noticed they're, they're consistently dropping in these kind of Amazon affiliate uh, articles, you know, top 10 things every professional should own. And they're, they're just a bunch of affiliate links. Um, do you see that trend continuing with publishers? Uh, like, are they going to continue to going to leverage some of these uh, affiliate offers in their content strategy? I think for publishers, especially publishers that want to be in Google News, that's a really risky strategy. Um, Google News explicitly says that they don't like affiliate links. They absolutely don't want affiliate. They don't want content that's written specifically to promote an affiliate link appearing in Google News. So you're required by Google News to exclude that content from your Google News feed. So So a graphic ad would be more palatable? rather than within the content? Which kind of? Like a separate ad unit would be more palatable rather than a whole article written just for the purpose of injecting affiliate links? If you ran, if you ran a gra- like an, an, a display ad attached, you know, within the context or next to a real article that was not written specifically for that, then yeah, you can get away with that. It has to be no followed though, and it, it has to be treated like an ad unit. Um, you absolutely cannot have naked links to, to affiliate so we have to assume that would be bad. We have to assume for a minute publishers like Business Insider are making money off of this, but kind of in that, um, I, guess, I guess they're balancing the the gains from the risk, and perhaps they they no index those pages or something else, don't provide them to Google News. But but your your observation here is if you're going to be writing content specifically around promoting affiliate links, you do that at your own peril when it comes to Google News visibility. I think you do, because if you have to no-index that content, you're creating gaps in, in the flow of authority around your site. You're creating, you're creating holes where the bots, if they discover that content, then have to forget that they found it. And you know, Google News is, is a much more fickle beast than the Google Universal results. And I don't know that, you know, is it worth your time necessarily to be creating content that you have to no-index or exclude? Um, 
how valuable is it? How much? How much? How many ad sales are you really making off of that? I guess is the question. I know that um, I've, I've come across experiments that people were trying on our papers, and I forced them onto subdomains because I, I don't want that kind of stuff polluting, you know, the overall body of work that we that we've accumulated for actual news. Um, and I and I think that actual- to protect. You guys have run actual news organizations, it sounds like. We really, really try hard, yeah. All right, all right, I dig it. Okay, so for most of this episode, we've talked about the bad stuff, right? Ads that take a long time to load, ad units that keep loading ads and um, keep filling the customer's hard drive or, or storage with, with you know whatever data. Um, this is the bad stuff. So tell me about good stuff. What have you seen within your own properties or other properties where you're like, that's a fun and innovative ad unit. I like that ad unit. Um, what have you seen where you feel like um, people are doing a really good job with um, distributing ads and in kind of a fun and non-suffering way, if it were? I think I might be a strange person to ask that question to because I, I look at ads a lot more critically than I think the normal person would. But Sounds like you're the best I person think, to ask, Carolyn. Well, I click. I do click on ads, and they tend to be the ads that are are targeted towards me. So they're probably retargeted, and they're showing me something that I may have looked at before. I I keep seeing actually some pretty well targeted Amazon type of um, suggestions, and I've clicked on them. Nordstrom has been getting me too, and I'm pretty positive that that's all retargeting because they're showing me things that either I've already looked at in the past, and I kind of wandered away from and forgotten and I went oh yeah I saw that earlier and I really like that necklace I'm going to go buy it um, or they're they're making a, a recommendation like Amazon does where it's like we know you like looking at tiaras so maybe you'd like these fancy earrings to go cool but it sounded like the theme you were saying there was that when they're making smart recommendations rather than dumb ads that's that's the point in time with at least you as an individual where like you feel like you're getting some value out of those ad units and not just looking at something taking it up space on a page yeah when it's relevant to me i pay attention and i appreciate it i get incredibly annoyed when it's poorly targeted so i'll get i'll get targeted for things like um i get targeted sometimes for like white socks ads I hate the socks. I'm a Cubs fan. I always have been. You show me white socks <laughs> stuff, I literally get physically disgusted. So, like, smart targeting is great. Poor targeting, I think, has the potential to be even more damaging than than just a waste of money because it, like, actively turns me off. Double-edged sword on the recommendations. I like it. That sounds like a whole show, but unfortunately, Carolyn, we're out of time. I did want to thank you so much for joining us today and diving into these topics. I think your insights are are really um, interesting. I think uh, for anyone trying to solve these problems on their side, I'm hoping they got some good pointers and ways of thinking about things in today's episode. But uh, thank you so much for coming on the show, Carolyn. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Awesome. And if you want to learn more about uh, Carolyn and Trunk and what they're up to, by the way, they'll also be hiring on the WordPress front. Um, if you're looking for a great place to work and you're a WordPress developer, but if you follow Carolyn on Twitter at Seashell, C-S-H-E-L, um, she tweets about stuff going on there. And of course, certainly uh, their hiring plans for the future. So check that out. Um, don't forget to tune in next week for the next episode of Press This. We'll be featuring the infamous Syed Balki of Monster Insights, WP Ginner, and Optin Monster. If you haven't heard Syed before, if you're making WordPress products, that is definitely a must episode to tune into. Um, but 
thanks everyone for listening to the Press This WordPress Community Podcast on Webmaster Radio. Um, as always, you can subscribe on iTunes or iHeartRadio or download episodes at webmasterradio.fm forward slash shows forward slash press this. Again, thanks everybody for tuning in and look forward to uh, bringing you the next episode of Press This next week. Thanks. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.